Previously on Cast and Wax. Oh, my name is Donna D. White, and I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. to outlaw insects for the. Oh, hi, I'm Rosinjin. Oh, God, I'm dead. I died, Rosinjin. Hey, guys, Rosinjin's dead. Oh, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hey, I'm Frank Allen. Uh, I want to I wanna have a hookworm. What do you think of that? Pretty good. Scavy, you're going to have to be the host of the show. But, you know, the real reason is because you're really smart and awesome and good and basically the best person who's ever hosted the show. It's really the reason that you are now host of Casting Wax. What do you think of that? I'm Scavy. I think that's good. Okay, good. It's time for Casting Wax. It's time for Casting Wax. Did you know that's the show where Scapey goes all the way? It's time for Casting Wax. It's time for Casting Wax. Scapey is the host with the most things that I like to say. It's the show where Scabby Hurst, Scabby is the best! Hello, and <laughs> welcome to Cousin Wax, my Scabby. Um, well, like, my full name is Scape White. Like, so it's Scape. I, I, I get called Scapey, but my name is Scape. So, just so you know, if you were like, hey, that guy's name is Scapey. Well, technically, it is not. Except, that's how you spell it with an E. I I don't really know a lot about spelling, but if I was going to guess how you spell my name, I would say S-K-P-E. Is that right? I don't know, I don't know. Nobody here, there's no, okay, so, there's nobody here to check on my spelling. Not that that is why people are normally here, but it is currently the case that there's nobody here to check my spelling. Uh, we used to have four hosts of the show. <laughs> uh, number one was my dad. Hmm? His name is Jordan White. Oh. Uh, his name is Jordan D. White, with a D. I know how you spell the D, with D. Anyway, uh, he's not here because he's in, uh, Washington, D.C. I know how to spell that part, too, D.C. That's where he is because he's, I heard it, he don't, he doesn't like bugs. And he was like, hey, do you know there should be a law against bugs? Well, I'm gonna do it. Then I go to Washington, D.C. to do that. Uh, well, so, so that's what he did. That's why he is not here on the podcast. Okay. There was another guy named Rory Sinjin. Uh, he was a guy who was like, well, he had a funny voice. I can't really do it. It was like, uh, hello, I'm Rory Sinjin. No, that doesn't sound like him. But he had a, like, accent. Okay. Not... An accident, but he kind of had an accident because he had a, accidentally died of a heart attack, which I think he didn't mean to do, so it's accident. Anyway, uh, he's dead, so he's not here. Then, 
there was a guy named Frank Allen, and he was here last time, but he's not here now. Do you know why? Well, uh, he says, like, oh, I'm sick, I can't do this show. Oh, you know what? Uh, he's, he sent in a letter to, to, like, a audio letter <laughs> to say why he couldn't be on the show. I would play that instead of doing a pressure of him. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Twitter robot, you could put it on. Ah, uh, hi, Scape. It's uh, Frank. I, I feel, uh, really awful. I've been, I've been, I've been vomiting and I have a fever. And I have had some blood coming out of my stool. In, well, in, coming out of my, anyway, I've been bleeding where I'm not, oh, God, where I'm not meant to be bleeding. I can't, uh, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to make the show. I'm not going to be able to make the show. But I did, before I f felt horrible, I did do a frank advice. So I'm, se I'm sending that in to you, and you can play that. But I, I'm so sorry, I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't make it. Okay. Um. Just. Well. Uh, good. Good luck. Oh, is it? Is over? Okay. Well, that was it. Frank Allen says, oh, "I'm sick. I, was, I can't do it. Oh, I'm breathing. I'm, whatever." So I, I get to do the whole show by myself. Oh, that's cool. I, I guess, uh, hmm, I, I don't really know what I'm going to end up talking about. So, okay, uh, let's talk about, uh, my day so far. Well, I, I woke up today, and I was like, oh, that was a good nap. Uh, and then I went kind of around, I went to the, the toilet, and, well, the toilet meaning the cat box. That's where I go bathroom. And it's a little weird because it's right in the like middle of a room that people could see me. But I was just like, okay, whatever. I, I've kind of learned to ignore it. I just kind of focus on what I'm doing. Like, okay, dig a little hole. I'm just going to tinkle in it. And then I'm not going to let anybody distract me. I'm just going to focus on tinkle. And, and then, okay, I'm done. Cover it up. That's how I kind of go. Then... Uh, what do I do? I went over, I got some food. I was like, I have a little dry food. It's not as good as moist food, but it's here, so let's do it. Um, nom, nom. I had some water as well. Pretty good. Um, then I went, I think I, then I swept some more. So that was pretty good too. Uh, but I know I have to do your podcast because dad told me I got to. So I was like, okay, I will do it. I talked to Dad on the phone. That's fun. I have a Twitter robot. I call him Twitter robot, but now he's like iPhone robot as well. Because he, I have an iPhone. <laughs> Pretty good. And I could call Dad. And so I was like, Twitter robot, call Dad. And he was like, okay. Well, he doesn't say okay because he doesn't have a mouth. But he was just like, I am going to signify that I am okay with that by just doing it because you asked me to do it okay so then he does it uh dial dial number for dad and then i, I talked to dad on the phone i was like hey dad how's it going he's like oh pretty good i'm gonna kill all the bugs and i was like that's cool 
do you remember when you told me to kill bugs? And, I, and he's like, yeah, but you never do it because you suck. And I was like, no, that is not why. It is not because I suck. It is because I am super awesome t- t- millions. I, okay, I'm trying to, I'm kind, I'm kind of trying to play out the logic for you, the listener, in my head of how the reason I don't kill bugs is because I am awesome times, like, millions. Um, here's how it works, right? If I am, let me talk about my relationship with bugs. If I am sitting on a, you know, comfortable place, right? And I see a little thing moving on the ground. I'm like, what? What is that? Is that a thing moving? What could it be? And what you're not here, what you're, I'm trying to signify with my tone of voice. It's what? 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 Like that. That is to, to signify I am now alert. I'm now, oh, what? I'm now alert. I am, I am ready. I can sense. I have my whiskers forward. What? What? If anything comes close, I will touch it with my whiskers. What? What? And my ears go, they don't make a noise, but they like look around with their ears and they are ready. And my whole self is ready. And I, okay. So then I'm like using my senses, my eyes and my ears and my nose. Let's be honest. And I go, what is it that moved? And my senses will hone in and locate a bug. They go, oh, I have deduced that it is a bug. That it is, in fact, a bug who is moving. And so, then I know it's a bug. What was I saying? Oh, so then what do I do? Okay, so I I track the bug, and then I'm like, try. I, I try to catch the bug. With my hands, my paws, really. And I'm like, I'm gonna touch it. Touch, touch, touch. And the bug is like, I do not like this game where you touch me. I am going to run away or I'm going to fly away. Now, dad, I think, wants me to be like, hey, bug, I'm going to kill you. So you are no longer a bug. You are now a nothing. Cause I will kill you and eat you. But I feel more like, Hey, this is like one of my cat toys, but it like moves on its own. Sometimes I will play with a cat toy and be like, hey, if I throw it, it's kind of like it's moving, make pretend, but it's not really. I I know know when things are really move. Okay. Like there's a difference between a mouse with feathers that come out of its butt and a mouse that is a real mouse. A mouse with feathers out of its butt is fake. That's like a weird mouse-bird hybrid, and they are born dead, and they can't move. So I know they're not alive, and they can't move, and so if I grab one with my teeth and I throw it, then for half a second I'm like, oh, look, the mouse-bird is flying, let me catch it. But I know. I know I threw it. I know. Whereas a real mouse runs around for reals on its own. You, You go... Hey, it's gonna run that way, and then it runs the other way. You're like, what? I, 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 I didn't, I didn't throw it. At. How does it? Okay, that's how a real mouse works. A bug is kind of like a real mouse, but it's not made out of meat, so don't eat it. Just play with it forever. That's how I feel about it. Why? Why am I talking about bugs? I don't even remember. Well, anyway, I haven't seen any bugs for a little bit, so.
I would really like to see another mouse. Mouses are good. Did you ever, uh, did you ever eat a mouse head? I did. It was good. Uh, do you know why it's good? Well, it tastes good. That's the main one. It kind of goes crunch a little bit. You're like, crunch with your teeth. And then you swallow it. I, I, I will be honest, most of the time I don't even crunch my food. I just kind of swallow it. I just kind of go, I don't need to chew on it because it's, it's probably small enough. I'll just swallow it all. So if I have crunchies, they don't crunch for me because I just go, I swallow them. They're in my belly. That's why, actually, that's why, did you ever notice that when you puke, a lot of the food is still whole? That's because I don't chew it. The tricky part is, if you don't chew your food, and then you swallow it whole, and then you puke it back up, the tricky part is, if it sits there for too long, it gets dry, and then you might be like, hey, is that just some new food on the ground? Maybe I'll eat it. And... It isn't. It's a puked up food. It's. I guess it really doesn't make a difference because you you ate it the first time. You might as well eat it again. But it's not quite as good. I think. I think they're like new food. I mean, let's be honest. Moist food is the best. And I I remember later time when the people are like, "Huh, this food is moist." Yeah, I know. Okay, I uh, I understand. If I puke up some food, it's moist. But it's not moist food, guys. That's like a special properties that it has that is super awesome it's like okay you get moist food chicken right here's how okay let me explain how moist food works so so dad comes home let's say mom mom comes home and she's like i'm gonna give cats moist food and she goes boo bell boo bell and then boo bell comes running and that's my sister cat she's not really my sister she is okay i could tell you about that too she's not really my sister she forced her way into my house, okay, by, well, I don't even know. She just did because I lived inside my house and she lived outside my house. And then she was like, I want to come inside your house. And I was like, no. But dad and mom were like, okay. And I don't know. I don't know why they did. So anyway, then she came in and she was just like, I'm going to sit on the couch. And I was like, What? How could you be doing this? This is my house. And you just walk in. That's why over the years, I'm trying to kick her butt. And it doesn't always work out. Okay. So, mom was like, boo bear, come get the food. And I'm like, mom, just, just give it to me. Don't. Okay, fine. Boo here now. So you gotta give it to us, bear. Fine. So, mom will take a can of the chicken moist food and she'll open. And then she'll put, a little bit in a bowl, and a little bit in another bowl. And the first bowl goes to Boo Bear, which is not fair. And so then, what usually what will happen is, Mom will take two bowls, one in each hand, right? And she goes, I'm going to put this one down for Boo Bear. And she puts it down for Boo Bear. And then I have to be like, Mom, you forgot to give one to me. I, oh my God, I'm going to die. And only then does she realize that she needs to give me some too. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess I'll put this on your bowl. And then I get my bowl and now I eat it. But if I didn't scream, she probably would forget. But then I get my food and I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, after a little bit, one of two things will happen. Either 
I completely think, most of the time, let's be honest, I just eat my food. Because like I said, I don't chew on it. I mean, why bother? Moist food is even easier to swallow than dry food because it's already wet. So you just are like, sure, done. It tastes better because it has juice. Juices are pretty much the best part of all foods. But anyway, okay. So I eat the food real quick. I'm finished with mine. Then Boobell is probably not finished with hers, so I just go, cool, give me yours. And then she does, and I eat hers too. So that's pretty good. Sometimes mom is like, Scooby don't, Scooby don't steal Boobell's food. That's when I have to kind of stalk around a little bit and be like, I'm walking here, mom. I'm just walking around, that's all. Not trying to steal any food. And then a lot of times, Boobell is like, I'm done eating for now, I'll come back later. And I'm like, no, no reason, because I'm sneaking in there and getting it, and then I get it. And I eat all the rest. <laughs> a lot of times, she just eats the juices, and I'm like, well, the juices are the best part, but I'll just swallow the rest, that's fine. So I do. <sighs> anyway, that's about, that's the story of moist food. What? Why am I talking about moist food? I want to eat some. If somebody was here, I would be like, give me moist food, but... There is no, not anybody to do it. Um, okay. Well, hey, we, you know, we should listen to uh, shows, I think. Uh, so, you know how normal there's, like, other shows? There's, like, hey, uh, I'm Annie Italic. Uh, I'm a girl with, uh, who reports things. Well, and then, oh, and then Nathan Venom. I'm Nathan Venom. <laughs> I, I don't learn a lot of stuff, even though I have a lot of lessons, so... Well, I, I don't, I, I didn't get any of those shows, because I don't know how. So, I think Charles gets them, but I don't even... I don't know how to get Charles, he's not here, so... But I do have Frank advice, because Frank sent it, like I said. Frank Allen sent it in, and so I could pray that. Also, I have, uh... This day in history, and where are they now in history from Rory uh, that he did before he died? I could play some of those. Um, so that's probably what I'll do. Uh, play some of those. <laughs> and, um, hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. That, yeah, that's it. Hello, you're listening to WHRW Binghamton. My name's Rory Sinjin, and this is This Day in History. It was on March 4th, 1952, that Ernest Hemingway completed his short novel, The Old Man and the Sea. He wrote his publisher that same day, saying he had finished the book and that it was the best writing he had ever done. Let's listen. This is the best book I've ever written. Isn't that right, Mr. Publisher Bottle of Scotch? Right, Mr. Hemingway. It's great. It's about this guy in a boat in the water. Oh, this is that fish story you were talking about. No! It's... Oh, God, what have I stepped in? The fumes are overwhelming. Oh, don't mind that. That's just something the last writer left. What? (laughs) Yes, in case you didn't notice, Mr. Hemingway, you're the least talented member of our staff, and one of them's a dog. (laughs) 
Darling, darling, can you can you get some paper from Mr. Hemingway and clean that up, please? Of course. Um, here, give me that thing you're holding. I'll, That's I'll, my I'll manuscript! <laughs> yes, it, it'll wipe this up a cinch. And that was only the first criticism uh, of what was later deemed the worst hunk of dung ever written by Hemingway. You're listening to WHRW Binghamton, and please clean up after your dog. But sit and stay... My name is Rory Singer, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And what's even more fascinating is what Hemingway did next. He decided if people don't like my work the way I've been doing it, perhaps I too will get a dog. And so he went out and he bought a dog and he said, Dog, you take over writing the book. I'm just going to go have some alcohol and lie down. So you, you're in charge of the book now, all on your own, go. And Hemingway left and the dog just kind of sat there for a while and then hours passed and the dog just defecated all over the entire floor. And when I say the entire floor, I just mean haphazardly, not not literally covering it in a layer of feces, but there was no one there to clean it up because Hemingway had put him in charge, and so the publisher came by and said, well, uh, Hemingway left a note saying the dog would be producing the book, so I suppose this pile of dog feces will be the book. And they took the feces away, and they published the feces, and it didn't do very well. It ruined Hemingway's reputation. Now, on the good side, they did clean up after the dog, but on the bad side, they reproduced that poop, and they put it all around. So make sure that you clean up after your dog, and also don't leave pets in charge of creative endeavors. It doesn't work out well. My name's Roy Singer, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Hello, this is Roy Singer on WHRW Binghamton. On March 11, 1989, reality-based TV show Cops was first broadcast nationally on the Fox Network. Let's hear an excerpt. God, man, I'm tripping. Have you taken the prescribed amount of pills? <laughs> More like he's taken all the pills they prescribed. This bottle is empty, and this entire case... And this entire liquor cabinet. My God, how is he still alive? Taking pills faster doesn't make you get better faster. It only makes you sicker. Cops. What you gonna do when they come for you? And this was just the first of our many Advil-related arrests on the program, uh, which is still running today. This is WHRW Binghamton. But hold it right there, you're under arrest. My name is Rory Singen, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And you probably know that Cops has been cancelled. That's right, Cops is no longer on the air, even though I said it was on the air. I was wrong because, well, I wasn't wrong at the time, but now I'm wrong because it's no longer on the air. It's been cancelled. And you're probably wondering what happened on the last episode. Well, I'll tell you. The last episode focused on a gentleman who had been given a hookworm uh, by, well, an anonymous source. Uh, let's just say a gentleman who, who would benefit from someone else having a hookworm, namely a hookworm. Anyway, the hookworm was was ingested by the victim uh, on the television show Cops, and he was trying to cure himself of this hookworm, even though it took him a very long time to figure out that he had a hookworm. Let me just say, he was quite a moron. But once he did, he took the medication that was prescribed for that hookworm, but he took it all at once, because he thought, well, if I take it all at once, it means it'll, it'll wi- wipe it out of my system all at once. Well, no, that's not how it works. Medication needs to be taken in the proper dosage, in the proper time. Follow the instructions of your doctor when the doctor prescribes you medication, or the instructions on the side of the bottle, if that's all you've got. My name is Roy Singer, and this is where are they now in history on Cast and Wax? Hello and welcome to Frank Advice. My name is Frank Allen and this is a show in which I, Frank Allen, give you Frank Advice. 
Uh, I have with me a guest to help me dispense the frank advice. What is your name, madam? Hi, this is Mandy Harper. Hi, uh, and uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am a hotel detective. Uh-huh. I have a practice with my partner, who is also a hotel detective. Uh, and I typically am in France these days, but I am here in New York to join you for frank advice. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, as everybody knows, uh, we read uh, questions off the internet. Uh, we use uh, the Yahoo Answers uh, site to to find people in need of advice. Now, we don't post uh, our answers for them. We just uh, record them and put them here. So it's very unlikely they'll ever hear the advice that we give, but you never know, and uh, hopefully they'll Google, hey, did anyone else ever, anywhere else on the internet ever say anything about that? Maybe I'll find out. And then they'll find our podcast and they'll love it. So, that's what we're going to do. Is that cool, uh, 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 Mandy? Oh, that sounds great, Frank. Great. Uh, here's one. This one is about uh, relationships. We often have relationship questions, but we sometimes have other kind of questions. Uh, but this is one about relationships. It says, uh, what should I do about the guy I like? I'm 13. I play ice hockey. He plays ice hockey, but doesn't go to my school. I started talking to him on Facebook, and he answers most of the time. The thing is, I always start the conversation, and at the rink, he barely looks at me. I recently stopped talking to him, and at the rink, he waited outside my locker room to say hi. That was the last practice of each of our separate sessions. Guys who like girls that are hard to get, what do I do to get him to like me? Other guys, what else should I do? Admit my crush on him? Girls. Has this happened? What was his reaction? I'll take any advice. Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. It sounds like it has happened. Oh, you, you're referring to when she said girls, has this happened? Well, I'm a, I'm a girl, so I'm responding to the girl question. And what was his reaction? No, I'm saying it sounded like it happened to her. Right, but she says, has this happened? What was his reaction? I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. Well, I'm a guy. Um, I don't know if I would consider myself a guy who likes girls that are hard to get or other guy. But uh, but I think we can all, we can, we can all both of us, answer all these questions. I mean, what, what, do, what, should, what should she do to get him to like her? Uh, well, for him to like her, first he has to get to know her a little bit. So it sounds like the problem that they're having is starting the conversation. Um, well, she always starts the conversation. But then she stopped because he wasn't interested. Well, he was interested because he waited outside the locker room. After she stopped talking to him. Right. So it seems like the less she talks to him, the more he likes her. Right. Which doesn't sound terribly healthy to me. No, but it would work. I mean, he'll like you a lot if you completely cut ties. But then how are they supposed to get to know each other? Well, they, they can't. Facebook. They just talk on Facebook. No, look each other up on Facebook. Like, she can't talk to him at all. Look, the more she talks to him, the less he likes her. So I guess what you're saying is when she says, what am I supposed to do to like him? To get him to, get to, him like, to me. like me. Nothing. It, right. Just l- avoid him completely. Yes, like the plague. Well, the plague seeks people out. Like you avoid the plague. That sounds reasonable to me, given his behavior. You think he has the plague? No, I'm saying to avoid it. Right. Yeah, so I would say st- stay away from him. Especially if he has the plague. He do- I don't. She doesn't mention the plague. Uh, but then what else should she do? Now, now, so we just answered the guys who like girls that are hard to get question. What about the other guys question? What else should she do? Was, so, there, was there more to that question or just what else should I do? Uh, admit my crush on him. Well, you can only do that if you're talking to him. So don't. Well, you can admit it to other people. You already admitted it to us. That's true. So we already know. Okay. So what I think she needs to do is not talk to him at all, but go tell everyone else that she has a crush on him. Yeah. So it sounds like, yes, this is perfect. We've answered all your questions. What should you do to get him to like him? Absolutely nothing. What else should you do? Admit your crush on him to everyone else. Has this happened? Yes. What was his reaction? He liked you more. So we got all your questions. I have to say, I've never been in a relationship with a boy. Oh, well, I'm sure you're, you, don't, you don't look, I mean, I, I shouldn't say you don't look young, but you don't look, all right, well, it's too late, I already said it. You don't look young, so that's strange. Really, Frank? I, I, I walked into it, I, there was nothing I could do. It's, it's not that I've never been in a relationship. Oh. Just not with a boy. With men. 
Nope. All right. Yes, all right. So I'm not as well-versed in the relationships between boys and girls. Uh, they sound ridiculous. Because Why don't you answer from the point of view of the guy, then? What? You could pretend you're the guy. But I don't know what he's thinking, either. My point is, I'm not as well-versed in how male-female relationships work. This sounds ridiculous to me. Right, but I'm saying if you're a girl, right? Yes. And you like girls. Yes. I was right about that, okay. Then what you you're can very what you can do is right. What you can do is say, Well, imagine you're the person that she likes. What would you want her to do? Talk to me. Oh well that doesn't work. Apparently not with boys. Well some boys. Other other guys, remember? There was a second category. I mean, look, this It, it sounds, sounds like, like you we... fall into the other guy's category. <laughs> Okay. It sounds like the best course of action is the things that we've laid out here, but that sounds really unhealthy and stupid. If he doesn't want to talk to you, then just move on. Go but find someone who does. He, but when you don't talk to him, then he wants to talk to you. <laughs> but he doesn't want you to talk back. Well, no, he'll want you to. And the more you don't talk back, the more he'll want you to talk back. This sounds like him just talking to a silent girl. But he's wanting her. Okay. You don't understand wanting, I guess. Not at all. All right. Well, not in this context. I got another. Uh, I got another question. Why don't we do another one? All right. Here's one. Uh, what is happening to the next generation? I am so f-ing tired of these damn children bragging about having sex at an early age. All the violence and etc. It's making me paranoid for the future. I would love to have kids. So. Uh, what do you what do you what do you think? That, that's all it says. Well, th- th- I mean, there are a couple of parts to this, right? Probably. Um, I. <laughs> There's only one question though. What is happening to the next generation? Right, but well, I, you know, I don't know exactly what's happening. I do. I agree with her. I mean, I, you know, you agree I agree with her. Well, I grew up and worked for quite a while in Parlor Town, New Jersey. Right. Which is an area very much like she's describing. Um, there's gang activity. And there's children bragging about sex, violence, and etc. No. See, this is the thing. These phenomena are occurring. I haven't really heard too many children bragging about them. So these are the two parts I'm addressing. The one I do have experience with is the fact that this is happening. Right. Violence, prostitution. Et cetera. um, That's et cetera. cetera. Children are getting involved very young. What is happening? I'm not exactly sure. Does it make you paranoid for your future? Well, no. Do you want to have kids? No. Well, that's why. What? I mean, I guess that's why you're not paranoid for the future, because you're... Well, Well, I'm not paranoid for my future. I feel relatively secure, and I am confident that I have worked to combat these phenomena. The future of the children, you know, the thing is, it depends on where you live as well. As I mentioned, I'm now in France, um, in a lovely part of the countryside, where these things don't happen. Oh, what? Yeah. This There's no not, violence in France? Very little. Not where I am. And the children aren't like, ha, 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 we've had sex so young. No. Oh. No. So, were I Is to... that because nobody cares? Because everybody's like, we all had sex that young. No, okay. Frank. Well, that's what I hear about France. People have sex a lot. Well, sometimes, but also everywhere else, sometimes people have sex a lot. Well, then that's not a very useful thing to say. Look, I... Uh, I think I think this woman has answered her own question. By the way, it is a woman. I don't know if you were sure. I think she's answered... She's got the solution... To the problem wrapped up in her question. What is it she says? Oh, there's all these problems. What's happening? They brag about the sex. They have the violence. They have the etc. I'm paranoid about the future. What does she say then? She would love to have kids. That's what you do. Have kids. Have a lot of kids. The more kids you have, the more control you have over that next generation. Because you can make the kids to replace... Well, not replace, because then you have to like kill them or something. But you can make kids to outnumber the kids you don't like. So make good kids, throw them out there into the world, it'll they'll outnumber the crappy kids. Don't you think that that actually could result in the opposite? No. 
If you have so many children, how are you supposed to keep control of all of them? Because you're a good parent. I'm assuming you're a good parent. She didn't say that. Well, if you're a good parent, have lots of kids. If you're a bad parent, don't have any kids. Who cares about the next generation? You know, you're part of the problem. I can completely get behind that. All right. Thank you. Well, there's a lot of agreement. I like it. Um, here, here's one that's kind of a fact-based one. Maybe you'll know. It has to do with having kids. Uh, do some women actually wear a piece of their child's placenta in a vial around their neck? I heard this on TV, and I'm having a hard time coming to grips with the fact that this might actually exist. I have never heard of that. Oh, okay. But I will tell you, I know that all kinds of people with all kinds of habits and interests exist. I would not be surprised to find out. Oh, well, I, I actually know a bit about this. Um, I... You do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's true. It does happen. Uh, but it's not just vials. They have all sorts of different containers you can choose from. You can have vials. You can have a jar. It depends on how much of the placenta you want to keep. Uh, the vials is just a very slim little bit. But the more you, you, some people need a bucket. So I have known uh, people to kill other people and then keep their victims' organs in jars. Why? A trophy. I mean, you know, any number of psychotic reasons, but... Um, speaking of psychotic reasons, actually, that reminds me of uh, another question I've got here. Uh, is it bad that I want a mental illness like being a sociopath? I mean, I hardly feel guilt, etc., but I want it to an extent of being able to do something and not give a crap that I did it. Is there any possible way to remove emotions? I know, stupid question. Maybe some drug that will your chemical balance up and you end up a sociopath. I manage to numb my emotions right now. I watch a lot of violent things like animal torture, rape, and murder, and they used to affect me, but now they hardly do. I don't feel sad, upset anymore, but I don't want emotions in general. Also, I don't feel love towards my family either, mother, brother, etc. Actually, I do think this is possible. Oh, okay. One of your friends, or at least uh, my friend. colleagues at some point, Frank, yeah. uh, did such a thing. Uh, Sarah Ooh. Keen from the Flashback. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, used, I, I, it's a show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at some point she used an emotional disruptor to, to uh, numb yeah, her feelings. An emotional inhibitor, I think. Yeah, 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 I do remember that. The technology does exist, I believe. That's Why? an alternate reality. What? That's, ha that's an alternate reality to this one. But we could probably develop it. Uh, right, but we haven't. So are you telling him to, to start a, 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 a research facility? Yes, become a scientist. All right, all right. Become a scientist uh, and develop the emotional disruptor. I think would be the best course of action. Or a convenient uh, 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 alternate reality transportation system. True. Uh, I've also seen it work when uh, you simply just get beaten over the head enough. Oh. You stop feeling a number of things. You, your brain might cease to function partially or altogether as well, but it it could achieve what you're looking for. Oh, like, you could get, I mean, you could just get a lobotomy, right? Oh, you could. That's relatively expensive. Is it? Also, What do you I, need money for afterwards? Also, I think he wants to maintain his, his normal functionality, just not feel things anymore. But I think once, once you've had the lobotomy, are you going to know? No, probably not. So, you'll be fine. You won't feel the emotions. You'll just be like, blah. That well, sounds fine. But you could do that by, by hitting yourself in the head, by getting someone to hit yourself in the head, or That's by taking so imprecise. copious amounts of drugs. Have you ever, okay, have you ever uh, 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 heard of um, phrenology? Yeah. You hit yourself on the head in the wrong place, you get a bump, but you're going to be more emotional. Then you just have to keep hitting till you find the right spot. I guess. That sounds really imprecise. She's saying hit yourself in the head nonstop. I'm saying just save up some money, get the lobotomy. Afterwards, you don't, again, you don't need the money. Okay. So you're, so the, the cost is, def, is, def, is defrayed. Defrayed? You know, I'm, 
I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a fine option. I, I can't speak to it because I, I haven't really uh, seen it firsthand. But I, I think what I do know works um, and I could recommend to you is either to develop the emotional disruptor in this universe. Oh, um, you and this or, emotional disruptor. Or to get somebody to beat you up. Do you have stock in emotional disruptor tech? Like, what is, what is your... I just think it works. We've seen uh, it work very well. We've seen it work. We've seen it work. All right. All right. Uh, well, we got some more questions. Uh, here, here's an emotional question. Um, why is the fish still afraid of me? Okay, so I have three white tetras, and I've had them for the past four months. Two of the white tetras are used to me already, but the larger one, zero, appears to be always scared. And whenever I go check him, he swims away quickly. What could be the reason? Thanks. Oh, I actually also um, know about this through a friend. Oh? Uh, yeah, our friend, actually our mutual friend, Lynn. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, friends. She's uh, she's an aquarium hobbyist. Oh. Um, I haven't talked to her a whole lot about it, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and take a guess just based on what I've spoken with her about. Um, you're probably very ugly. Oh. Yeah, it's afraid of your face. Wow. And the other two? Either um, have poorer eyesight or are just more tolerant to the ugliness. Now, this is based on something Lynn told you? Um, I, you know, not directly because her fish don't run away from her, but... Um, really? Yeah. That's surprising. Typically not. I would have thought fish wouldn't like murderers, but okay. Well, actually, Frank, yeah. um, many of them are themselves... Murderers? Well, you know, they'll kill and eat each other. Wow. Cannibals! Uh, not typically their own uh, species. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Sometimes they're cannibals. Yeah. So if fish like Lynn, you're saying maybe she's a cannibal. Not necessarily. I don't think that fish experience emotion the way you are attributing. So, but are they afraid of me? They, well, I no, don't know. Have you ever looked at a fish? No, I mean, I, yeah, like dead ones because I eat them. But you're saying, okay, you're saying he's not afraid. It just doesn't like ugly things. It's afraid of uh, ugliness. Oh, it's afraid of the ugliness. Sure. So it is a fear. What is it the fear of? Well, we're afraid of ugly things, aren't well, we? Well, I don't like them, but I'm not afraid of them. Well, what maybe we? that, okay, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it just doesn't like looking at your face. No, not my face, hers. Or I'm, his. I'm, I don't I'm even know if it's a man the, or a woman. To the original poster. Yeah, eagle is. is um, oh, eagle. hang on. If it's, this, a, if it's an eagle. No, the real question is why are the other two fish so stupid? They're not afraid of an eagle. It's totally sensible for a fish to be afraid of an eagle uh, yeah, come absolutely. on this is that's yeah this is a no-brainer also why does the eagle keep going up to the fish but not doing anything it should eat them absolutely eat the fish eagle eat the fish the one that's running away from you it's because it thinks you're going to eat it you are well apparently not so far well just do it uh speaking of eating actually i have another question um does your dad make you go out with him i'm a 17 year old girl my goal is to go out with them to dinner at least once a week. I'm assuming she means her parents because she doesn't say that. But lately, it's been three to four times a week, and I'm sick and tired of it. I always tell him, I enjoy spending time by myself at home, but he doesn't care. I don't understand. Why does he always want me to tag along with him? It's not that my dad is afraid of leaving me home alone. He just wants me to go with him everywhere, even when I don't want to. My dad says I always stay in my room and go on the computer all the time, and it's not healthy. He says that at my age, I should be hanging around with my friends and socializing. He keeps on using this as an excuse when he wants me to go out with him. Just because I don't have a social life, it doesn't mean I have to go out with him all the time. Going out with him and making friends are two different things. If I really have to go out, I can go out by myself. I don't need to go out with him. Do your parents always make you go out with them? If you are me, what would you do? Well, that, okay, now, sh what she says was, if you are me, what would you do? That means really only she should answer the question. But let's open it up to, to the two of us as well and say, if, if we were you, what what would we do? Well, it sounds like um, there's a reason he wants you to get out. It sounds like he is concerned that you are not going out with friends. Right. Yeah, he says that. Um. So get a friend and go out with them instead. Okay. Well, that's the that's the boring answer. But I think it would work. Uh, I think there's better ways to do this. 
Okay. I, I mean, go out with him. I would say go out with him more. Go out with him more. Yeah, uh, because look, he right now you're going out with him three to four times a week. That leaves three to four times a week that you're not going out with him. You know, just up the ante. Say if you, oh you want to see how far this can go, I'll I'll take it further. So he, he three to four times a week he's going. I'm going out to the whatever. I'm going out to the Sizzler. Come along with me. Well, what the, uh, the next night you should be like, hey, I want to go out. Let's go. And then first of all. He's your dad. I'm sure he's paying because, you know, sugar daddy has dad right in it. So he's paying. You got to get all that you can out of this. So what you do is you you go, I, hey, I was thinking we could go to a movie tonight. And he'll go, oh, okay. And then we'll take you to a movie. And the next night you go, you know, there's a, a, a really hip discotheque. I don't know. What do kids do? Like, the, the, whatever. Discotheque. Okay. He'll say discotheque. And then the next night, you know, roller derby. I Is that the thing that... Girls want to do, I don't know. The point is, keep doing that every night. One of two things will happen. Either A, you'll get everything you want, or B, someone will speak to him because they think he's doing something improper. And and either way, I think you end up better off. Well, all right, look, you've got half an idea that's working here. Um, I've got all of the idea that's working. No, 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 no. Going out with him and getting him to spend a lot of money will probably make him stop wanting you to go out. But I think it actually could just result in him saying, no, no, let's go out. We're just going to do less expensive things. Um, Another thing you could try if you're going out with him all the time is to just talk nonstop about things he does not care about. Um, Teenage girl things typically do not interest parental aged men. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm going to say, call his bluff, do play chicken, you know. Just keep upping the ante. Spend more time with him. And once you're up to every day, if things haven't improved, you know, just lingering touches in public, you know? Well, that's part of my problem with your plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if, so you're saying one of the possibilities is, right. uh, somebody says something to him about being inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, that could reflect badly on her as well. Oh, sure. But like, <laughs> fine. But that, but you'll still be better off because if somebody comes up to your father and goes, I think, are you having a relationship with your daughter? I see you out all the time. There's lingering touches, the way she gazes at you longingly and. You Don't know, gaze you, at him longingly. Well, you, you got to keep upping the ante. That's one of the upping ante higher. You, you got to raise the stakes every time. If it do, if the longing touches and then the longing looks and then, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know how far you take it, but you got to keep taking it until someone raises it, the question. And then somebody says to him, you, you know, clearly you're having a relationship and he's like, what? And then he realizes, oh my God, things really do look terrible. We better stop going out so much. And then he says, stop going out so much. We can't go out so much. And you go, oh, I, but I love it so much. We need to keep going out every day and I'm going to keep touching you inappropriately. And, uh, and then he'll... He'll, he'll have to back off, and then he'll have to pull away from you, and you'll have exactly what you want. Okay, Frank, I mean, first of all, this entire scenario could result in Child Protective Services removing her from the family. She's 17. Second of all, it could give her a terrible reputation. If she's trying to make friends, uh, I don't know how that's going to affect it. Third of all, I'm not sure we should be teaching 17-year-olds... To solve their problems by hitting on older men. Um, listen, don't have sex with them. Oh, but it's fine to do everything but? Well, don't have any relations. You're, you're, first of all, you're underage. Second of all, she's your... He's, he, Even gazing longingly. It's, just, it's, it's faking, though. It's acting. They, act, they teach you acting in acting school that you can do it in life. No. I just, I'm just, look, I, I just am saying, look, don't have sex with your father. You're, 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 you're 17, so it would be inappropriate. No, I, I can't support any part of this plan anymore. I, I'm sticking with my original suggestion, which is go make a friend, Ugh. go out with that person instead. Fine. Don't act inappropriately toward your father, please. Uh, speaking of which, I do have a related question. Uh, how do you become a prostitute? Like, serious, 
There are so many these days. How do they even start that profession? It's actually very difficult to break into. Yeah? Um, because there is so much competition and because it is illegal. Right. So... Well... And it, but if you if you just approach somebody asking to be a prostitute for them, they they will be very wary uh, that you are. Can I prostitute for you? Right. Like that they're right. going to say no. I'm right. I figured out that you are the pimp hmm. for you know these surrounding corners. Oh oh, I thought you meant like a John. No no no. Oh, you absolutely cannot do that. Oh. Do not just go out on the street corner and ask somebody because again there are. Um, it's a whole structure. There are typically pimps or madams uh, that run groups of prostitutes, and they are very violent. So if you just provide random competition for them, they may very well, at the very least, uh, beat you. You may end up dead. Are you talking about that the streetwalker level, or are you talking about the upscale? Uh, well, both, but I'm talking right now about at the streetwalker level. I mean, that's, I would think it's different. Uh, this, this woman's name is Whitney. Whitney, I would think it's different at different levels, though. I mean, no, I, look, I worked in the seediest part of probably the Northeast, uh, where there were just streetwalkers. They were not high-class hookers. Right, and, and so that's what you know. But I'm saying, don't you think that it's... it's it's less violent in the high class hooker departments. Oh, she, well, when you say prostitute, I typically think of of the lower level. Oh, pro, so prostitute to you means? I mean, look, if you want to go the higher level, if you want to go, um, if you wanted to go work for, say, the Bunny Ranch, I'm sure there's actually process. First of all, it's legal there, so yeah, yeah. that's a whole different thing. But there, there's probably just a hiring process with places that are are higher class. So I have a feeling just going there and, and inquiring is probably fine. Um, but it, at the you know start. Starting out at the streetwalker level, very, very difficult. I mean, I would say just listen. Go on, go on a website. Go, go on a website that lists escorts. Call them up and say, "I'm looking for, I'm looking to to, to, to have a job." Wouldn't that work? I mean, they'll okay. think you're calling to order an escort, but you say, "No, I'm not. I actually want to be one." You have interviews. Quite possibly. Sure. It's just a guess. Sure. Um, speaking of illegal things, though, uh, can you press charges on someone if you start the fight? I got into a fight with a girl. I was friends with a couple months ago. I hooked up with this guy she was seeing, and she started spreading rumors about me. I got really mad, so I told her I wanted to fight her, and we agreed to meet up. It was a kind of even fight halfway through. I basically was on top of her, but not really hitting her hard. Eventually, at the end, she got on top of me and began viciously punching me. She hit me in the face as hard as she could about six or seven times, and there was nothing I could do about it. I wound up with a black eye, bloody nose, huge lip. It was absolutely horrible. I'm really upset about the whole thing and really want to press charges on her. I admit, I started the fight, but that doesn't give her the right to do what she did to me. I even begged her to stop at the end, and she continued to hit me. I'm posting a link to the video because somebody recorded it. I'm the one in the gray sweatshirt, and she's wearing all black. Please, tell me what you think. Can I get this girl in trouble for what she did to me? And there really is a, a YouTube link here. I did not even notice that when I uh, opened the, uh, the video. Or, I mean, the, the, the link here. Let's see. Oh, wow. That's... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, uh... Two girls are fighting. Uh, which one did she say she was? I don't remember. Everybody's laughing like it's funny. That's a really... F are those real hittings? Those look... F oh, okay, that no, was real. That's absolutely real. Oh, sh... That got real. Wow. Okay, so uh, here's what happened. They really... It was basically like the description there said. Uh, when the uh, the narrator of this question was on top, she was hitting her, but it looked... That's when I was saying, is this real? Because... It looked like a cat fight. They were very... Yeah, they were very uh, delicate hits. 
that didn't look like they would hurt very much. But when the other girl got on top, she was laying into her. She was punching her in the face in real the hard. In the face, yeah. So, uh, so can she press charges if she started the fight? I would say the answer is no. I think so. Oh, really? Absolutely. If you say to someone, I want to fight you, and they go, okay, and then they punch you a bunch, I think it's too late. No, I mean, that girl, look, that girl assaulted her in a way that was absolutely beyond what they initially started fighting, first yeah, of but, all. Yeah, but you, if you start it, someone else gets to finish it. That's how it goes. No, but, but look, it's an assault either way. If the other girl wanted to press charges on her for starting the fight, she probably could. So then they could press charges on each other, in which case they would, it would cancel out. I think, They'd though... they both go to jail. I think, though, the injuries inflicted in that second assault so in other were words, pretty bad. All right, all right. So in other words, what you're saying is, if there's anybody who's stronger than you, and you want to screw with them, challenge them to a fight... Be terrible at fighting them, get your ass kicked really hard, and then press charges and you will win. Well, I think that's a really stupid roundabout way. Well, but if the guy's stronger than you, what, can, what else can you do? It's Not me, pick a fight. It's me versus Hulk Hogan, and I'm like, Hulk Hogan, you want to fight me? And he's like, uh, fine. And then he punches me really hard, and I'm like, now you're going to get sued, even though I said, let's fight. Yeah, because it's assault no matter what. I mean, it's it's like saying, you know, hey, do you want to go get involved in some kind of illegal activity? Yes, they're agreeing to do it. They have committed a crime. No, I don't I don't agree. I, I, I think once you say, hey, you want to fight, anything the other person does is totally... I mean, because she doesn't. She didn't say, hey, do you want to fight? All right, here's the kind of fight I mean. Uh, wimpy girl slaps at the face, uh, and whoever wimpy girl slaps the most uh, wins. That wasn't the verbal agreement. But then she asked her to stop. Well, you know, who... So, so not, okay, hey, hey, you want to fight me? Cool. If you hit me, I'm going to say stop, and then it's over. But I'm going to hit you a bunch before that. Is that cool? No. Of course not. It got to a point. They clearly were starting a fight uh-huh. that was... Yeah, they were. Look, it was a typical, <laughs> it's probably schoolyard fight, forest fight, wherever they were. Um, but it got way out of hand, as she described. And th- there was a point at which serious injury was being inflicted upon that girl's face, and she asked her to stop. I think that's legitimate. Okay. Yeah, apparently you think you can just beg out of a fight that you start. I don't agree. I don't end up in that kind of fight usually. Okay. Well, what kind of a fight do you end up in? There are usually guns. Oh. Or, you know, espionage. Spy things. All right. And we've got one more question. Uh, I don't know how related it is to that, but uh, one more question. Uh, Are you close to your parents? My parents are dead. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Mine too, so. Sorry to hear that. I don't think I'm close to dead. Are you? Nope. All right. So the answer is no. That was from Keep Countryin. Uh, thank you for writing into us. And well, you didn't. Thank you for writing into the internet. Uh, we are very happy to have answered your advice, question, requests. You understand what I'm saying? And to do so frankly, because we are here on Frank Advice. Frank Advice. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Mm, Mandy. 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 Right. Yes, right. I keep Mandy. Forgetting. Mandy. Harper. Well, Harper. Okay. Mm. Good to uh, know you again for the first time. Yes, uh, good to meet you. Good to meet you. And that was Frank Advice. Good night. Hello, this is Rory Sinjin on This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On March 18, 1968, the producers, starring Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel as schemers planning to produce a Broadway flop and abscond with their backers' cash, opens. The film eventually wins Mel Brooks the Oscar for Best Screenplay. And now for the bondage scene. All right, we have both extras on on screen, right? I'm here. But, uh, Mr. Brooks, um, I'm not comfortable with this scene. You see, every time I've been with a partner, I always feel like we should have a safe word in case something goes wrong. And I, I, I just don't feel like 
It's safe here. No, nonsense. Let's just go on with the scene. And uh, I, whatever, I, bitch. I don't know if I'm all right with that. Yeah, um, Mr. Brooks, I know from personal experience that all you're going to get from this situation is a bunch of dead hookers, and nobody wants that. Excuse you. Unfortunately, there was no excuse for dead hookers, and safe words were advised by the uh, Insurance Bureau of Hollywood thereon after. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But be Alice Stock and Bloom. My name's Roy Singer, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And you're probably wondering how Mel Brooks became such an inhuman bastard that he wanted to do the bondage scene without a safe word. Well, I'll tell you. You see, he had been slowly desensitizing his emotions. He'd been watching brutal scenes of murder and rape and things like that. And also, he didn't care about his family at all, his brother and mother, etc. And was, in fact, well on his way to becoming a sociopath of some sort. When all of a sudden he thought, hey, you know what would be better is if I completely do this by hitting myself on the head numerous times and that is why he did not care how his actors came out. Thankfully, as you heard, Zero Mostel did object, insisting on a safe word as he did with all of the many, many groupies that he made love to over the years. And all of Hollywood did follow suit over time. Unfortunately, it was too late for poor Gene Wilder who had filmed his scene the day before. He carried the scars for the rest of his career and had to have extensive prosthetics and makeup done on his face in every film that followed. Make sure that when you engage in dangerous sexual play, you always make up a safe word between you and your partners so that you can all be safe. My name's Roy Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Welcome to This Day in History on WHRW, Binghamton. On March 25th, 1957, France, West Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg sign a treaty in Rome establishing the European Economic Community, EEC, also known as the Common Market, a major step in Europe's movement towards economic and political union. Let's hear it. I propose a toast to our newfound economic community. I agree. Let's do this. Let's get this new wine that I brought in. It has no labels, but it looks divine. Senores y senoritas y senoras, be careful when drinking the French wine, as there may be French grapes in there. And we all know that some of you, I'm looking at you, Belgium, that you guys are allergic to French grapes. Now, if you take this wine... You are going to walk out here with a lot of rashes on your body, man. Spain speaks nonsense. Quickly, Belgium, be drinking the wine. Okay, Belgium, you can try the wine over there, but I am not calling the ambulance over here, man. Unfortunately, uh, the country of Belgium's lymph nodes did swell shortly thereafter, and it choked to death. Which is why you should always check the ingredients to see if you're allergic to anything inside the wine or food or anything uh, that your body. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But drink not lest ye be drunk. My name is Roy Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And it is always a bad idea to not check ingredients if you are worried that you might be allergic to something or you know you might be allergic to something. Let's say, for example, on today, March 25th, 2013, you go to a party and everyone says, hey, this is a wonderful, wonderful party that we're having. In it. It's been quite a year so far. So much has happened. North Korea has done underground nuclear tests and a meteor in Russia, all that. The Pope resigned. We have a new Pope. Uh, what's his name? Francis and things. We have so much going on that we just want to sit here and eat things blindly without paying any attention whatsoever to our health or the, any ingredients. You you hand me food. I'm just going to shove things into my mouth. No checking. You could, you could have some sort of a terrible allergic reaction. If you have a peanut allergy, who knows if they put peanuts in your hand? Be very careful. If you, if you have an allergy, and if you don't know if you have an allergy, please consult a doctor. You know, you can have one of those allergen tests. Or if you're not worried about it, don't worry about it. But my point is, just be aware. Be aware of what you're doing. Thank you very much. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Hello, 
everybody. Uh, welcome back. My name is Scape White, in case you forgot. <laughs> um, I hope you're right. Listen to Frank advice. I took a little bit of a nap. That was pretty good for a couple of minutes. Like 20 minutes. It's a good time to nap during shows. Because if you don't like listening to shows, you can sort of be like, I'm going to sleep. Right. Um, okay. I have a couple of emails, right, that I can talk about. Uh, I, what I did was, I had somebody read me these emails, and I memorized them, so now I can read them to you. I can't read, but I can recite them to you from memory. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at memorizing things. My name is Scape White. Okay. Let me first say, if you want to email us, you can email at castinwax at gmail.com. Do you see how I memorized that? Castinwax at gmail.com. Okay, here's the first one. Dear Messrs. White and Allen. I'm Mr. White. That's what they mean. Allen is Frank Allen. He's not here. I was listening to your show, and I found something pretty strange. You mentioned several times that your former colleague, Rory Sinjin, is dead. You have mentioned that he still seems to be recording episodes of Where Are They Now in History because they were recorded in the past, before his death. And yet, this week he seemed to be obviously responding to the things that just happened on the show. Yes. The readings on Where Are They Now in History reference this week's episodes of A.I. Tarek and Frank Advice. If Rory were dead, this would be impossible. I'm starting to think there is a conspiracy going on, okay? Come on, tell the truth. Is Rory really alive? Because I'm starting to feel like a certain Patsy Kennedy might want to hear about this. You want this to be all over KSAC Radio? Hmm? Portland Hoffman. Uh, thank you for writing. Uh, yeah, I know Patsy Kennedy. He's a good guy. He talks about, he write, this is what he does. This is Patsy Kennedy. I would do a person. Uh, don't believe it. I'm Patsy Kennedy. That's what he says. So, Okay, what are you saying? You say Roy Sinjin is alive? Well, I don't think so, because I remember when I was talking to my dad, and my dad was like, Scape, Roy Sinjin is dead. Because that's what he told me. Also, Frank Allen is like, Scape, Roy Sinjin, everybody keeps saying, Scape, Roy Sinjin is dead. Be respectful. Because I'm like, Roy Sinjin smells bad, and they're like, he's dead. That's why. So I feel, I, I don't know. You said, they referenced this week's episode of Any Italic and Frank Advice, but we didn't play Any Italic this week. So, maybe you mistake. Um, anyway, I think when Roy Sinjin does Where Are They Now in History, he talks about history. So it has to be the past, I think. Uh, I think I answered all your questions. I don't know. I got some more letters to remember as, uh, Dear Scape, wow, your email song on last week's podcast was amazing. So amazing, I want to put you in a studio and have you record a big popular record. Let's do it. What do you think? Uh, Sarcel Mervers. Okay. 
Um, hey, do you know what? Do you know what I just noticed? I said his name was Sarcel Milvers, but, and, and but kind of makes me think about this. Um, it's, I bet you it's, his name sounds like Marcel Silvers. Do you remember him? He was the guy who tries to kidnap me and make me do things with my butt. So, I don't like you, and I don't want to do it. Let's see what other emails we got. Oh, I know. I remember one. Uh, there's one called Love This Podcast. I heard about this podcast on Matt and Brett Love Comics Podcast. Casting Rocks is bizarre and hilarious. Going to attempt to go through all the past episodes I can. Matthew back. Uh, good. You're right to do that. Because, you know what? I'm on pretty much every episode. So, it's good to listen to every episode, Matthew. Uh, he mentioned a podcast called Matt and Brett Love Comics. I think my dad was on that because he, like, helps to make comics. Did you know, did you guys know that? He helps to make comics, Marvel comics. Also, did you know that I get to be in videos for comics now? <laughs> it's true. Uh, what happens is, he says, Scape, do you want to be in a video for comics? And I say, yeah. And he goes, okay, we're going to have you use your magical avatar puppet. And we're going to have you talk about some things. Do you know things? Like Deadpool. I did one for Deadpool. I did one about Abraham Lincoln. I did one about uh, uh, President Taft. I did one about the Avengers fighting gorillas. That's pretty good. So, you should, you should, you should watch them, all of them. Also, you should probably buy all comics. So, that's what I think. Uh, but dad was on a podcast called Matt and Brett Love Comics, and he talked about this podcast because, uh, it's his podcast. Thank you for listening, Matthew Back. You should all, you should all listen. Well, if you're already hearing me say that, you're already listening. But if, if you're not listening to this, no, that doesn't work. Let's see what else I got. I think I have one more email that I remember. It, is, it goes like this. Hey, guys. I heard last podcast that you played a half, happy birthday song for Rory. Oh, well. Would it have been Rory's birthday? It also got me thinking. Casting Wax has been airing for years now. I don't ever remember hearing about any of you guys celebrating a birthday. Do you have them? What are they? Joe. Ah, uh, Joe. I've got some pretty big news for you. Uh, do you know, do you know what day is my birthday? Uh, next week on Monday. So that's one week from today is my birthday. Uh, April 1st, for reals, is Scape. They call it Scapebral Fool's Day. I don't know why... I don't know why they put foods in there, because I am not a fool, but it is Scapebrow first. So, on that day, I'm going to be 13 years old, which is pretty old, really. Uh, when a cat is 13, they are very unlucky, from what I've heard. Anyway, uh, that's my birthday. 
Uh, I don't know when everybody else's birthday is. I think Dad's birthday is like in December. Um, December 18th, maybe? <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's December 18th. I don't know when Fran's birthday is. We never celebrate his birthday. And Rory's birthday... Rory is dead, so he does not have a birthday. But we did sing the birthday song that I wrote. I don't know why. Okay, but... It's like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I heard that it's your birthday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Boom. That is the song you all should sing as the new happy birthday song, okay? Good. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, I think that's about it. I, I, I think you should write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. I am Scape White, and, well, I'm the host of Cast and Wax. Maybe next episode there will be a person here. But, maybe not. Maybe it will just be me again. I will just be like, hey, uh, it's me, Scapey. I'm here all by myself. Because my dad is in Washington, D.C., and Frank Allen is sick, and Royce is dead, so I'm going to be all by myself. And we'll do a whole podcast where I'm just going to talk about stuff. Did you want to know about stuff? Well, I could tell you all about it. That's me talking. Wait, I won't. Don't, don't read into it. I'm not going to be like literally saying. It's a, it's a metaphor, guys. It's like me talking. Well, that's not nice. Why did I say that? I'm not saying that it's like when I talk, it's just a droning blah, 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 blah. That's not what I meant. I'm just, I'm saying that I'm going to be saying stuff and I don't know what it is yet. But I will know at the time. And I'm not going to be like blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be like, hello, my name is Scape. I have some very intelligent things to say. I am an expert on... Well, I will think of something. Look, you guys are tricking me. All right, uh, I'll talk to you next episode. All right, bye bye. For I have got another girl, another girl. You're making me say that I've got nobody but you. But as from today, well, I've got somebody that's new. I ain't no fool and I don't take what I don't want for I have got Another girl, another girl She's sweeter than all the girls and I met quite a few And nobody in the world can do what she can do And so I'm telling you this time you better stop For I have got another girl, another girl Who will love me till the end Through thick and thin she will I don't want to say that I've been unhappy with you But as from today, well, I've got somebody that's new I ain't no fool and I don't take what I don't want For I have got another girl, another girl Who will love me till the end Through thick and thin, she will always be 
Um, Charles, I should ask you uh, if you would send me shows. Um, I would and will. Because I try to do an episode this weekend. It'll be slightly difficult because I have something going on on Saturday. But I'll do my best anyway because I want to make it happen. You can do it. Well, thank you. I believe in you. Thank See, you. that's going to make it happen. You know, <laughs> if you believe in yourself a lot and know what you want, you're going to make it happen. Is that a song from the internet? No, I think that's a song from songs. It's probably on the internet. Yeah, but it wasn't created for it. Let's see. If you... I don't remember what it's called. It's probably make, called Make It Happen. If you believe in yourself a lot and know what you want, your I'm, I'm not going to put going to or gonna because I don't know which one is right. So I'm just going to put your make it happen. <laughs> there's, definitely, to us. there's definitely an auto-tune yeah. the news song that's like, if you believe in yourself, something. Oh, yeah. That's like the best song ever. Everybody. I, that, that, I love that song, Charles, more than I love most songs. Oh. I know. You can believe in yourself. Okay. If you believe in yourself, I know you can ride a bike. Yeah, that's, that's the right. One. Yeah. By the way, the song I was singing is a song called Make It Happen. It's by Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. And I all I remember is the part that I said, which is the part where they go, <laughs> if you believe in yourself enough and know what you want, you're going to make it happen. Make it happen. That sounds like a terrible song. Yeah, like it's a f-ing Mariah Carey song, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Wow, hi, Scapey. I'm just influenced by Scapey. He's well, very, yeah, you live together, so we pick up each other's traits. And and also, last night, uh, Lynn and I were discussing our favorite things that Scape says that are like, well, as Lynn called them, Scapeyisms. And that was, I think, that's probably mine. Is mine that's is either the, a or ten? Those are the two champions, really. I mean, no, the member is my favorite. Which is you your favorite? Remember? The member. The way oh. he says, remember. Do you remember? Oh. Well, he also the conversation about his feces was pretty was pretty funny. Oh no, but she's talking about like things he says a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not specific instances. He does say "remember" a lot, and he does say there was like what were the other ones that I listed? Oh, uh, I like the way he just he says "but dad." What do you also. think about that? What do you think about that? Uh, but what you, if you was, did? Do you ever think of that? Mm-hmm. Or I but could what kill if you it. Did? But what if you did? I like how his that? answer to so many things is "I'd kill it." Else. <laughs> Why you say? Why you say? I love when he says "why you say" <laughs> or "don't say." Yeah, or "don't say." So, like, you say something he doesn't like, and he goes, "Like, I, uh, like, do do you want to?" You're the I, funniest guy alive. Why you say I'm funny? No, th- he would like that. Oh no, he didn't. Oh really? No, because really? if he's trying to be scary, fun. he wouldn't oh, like right. that. He's trying to be scary. If if you if he was like, can I have moist food? And and you were like tomorrow, he would be like, why you say tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> or don't, oh, say, yeah, okay. don't say tomorrow. <laughs> say today. Why that could say- be a song. Why you say tomorrow? Say today. <laughs> That's a Beatles song. <laughs> oh, I say hello. Yeah. Um. Did I did I ever tell you my theory about that song? No. Uh, the narrator of the song is wrong. What is wrong? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's the song. Paul McCartney is singing this song, and he goes, "You say goodbye, and I say hello, hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. I, I say, say hello. hello. Yeah. Then the whole song happens, and then the song ends, and he says hello." When he the song is ending, the song's over. You should say goodbye. <laughs> oh God! But he says hello. That's the whole premise of the song. Yeah, but he shouldn't be saying hello if you're leaving. He should say goodbye. So the person he's singing to is right. I don't think you're in the spirit of the song at all. What do you mean? I think the spirit of the song is supposed to be more poetic than that. Yeah. And it's like, wait, are you implying I'm missing the deeper meaning to the song? Let's hear it. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> 
I don't think it's supposed to be literal in its poetry. What is it supposed to be? I think it's supposed to give you a poetic impression of of Paul McCartney wanting to stay around and somebody else wanting to leave. I mean, I was going to say one thing and then I thought another. But the first thing I was going to say was, at the end there, probably we're saying goodbye. Like, no, it's time to go. Goodbye. And he's going, no, hello. Let's see what happens when you say goodbye. Say hello. Okay. According to what Lynn is saying, he's just a- <laughs> Well, that's what I thought next, because I was like, could be. the whole song is him going, you say black, I say white, essentially. Like, whatever you say, I say the opposite, which is, like, really annoying. Yes. Is that, I don't know if that's supposed to be the idea exactly of the song. But Charles, you say yes, I say no, you say stop, I say go. I don't understand what the other option is. I say hi, you say low, you say why, I say I don't know. I, th- I thought it was supposed to be like, oh, what, you want to leave? Come on. I'm saying hello. You shouldn't say goodbye. Also, it sounds a little bit like this person <laughs> is trying to leave him, and he's like, no. That's what I think it's about. I'm still here. That's <laughs> I'm not like, nice get, there. get the f*** away from me. No. That's what I, I think it was. I don't why you keep saying goodbye. That's a really d*** move. <laughs> you guys. I'm like looking at these lyrics and they're incredibly annoying. When <laughs> yeah, there's not that many lyrics in the song. Yeah. Right? And it's all just him going, oh, you want to say goodbye? I say hello. I'm imagining it like, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Hello. Uh, I said goodbye. Hello. Mm, hello. Hi. Oh. Uh, no, you f-ing tricked me into saying it already. <laughs> Yeah, you say, uh, you say yes, I say no. You say funny. stop, I say go, go, go. That would be really funny if the other person was just like, hi. He's like, now I have to say goodbye. <laughs> and then the, if you, like, for the most part, the lyrics are not many. They are mostly just literally, like you said, they literally are, you say goodbye, I say hello, and then repetitions and slight variations on that. It's a pretty simple song. The only parts that are different are the part I said. You say yes, I say no. You say stop, I say go, go, go. And then you say hi, I say low. You say why, I say I don't know, like she said. Except then there's the part where the backing vocals throw in two lines which don't make any sense because they, they're not on either side of the argument. While maybe she, the, maybe the, the, those are like the friends who are, you know, they're, they're, it's caught in between them. Guess so, because the sec because it's the second time he does the verse where he says, "You say yes, I say no. You say stop, I say go, go, go." The background vocals say, "I say yes, but I may mean no." Wait, where do you see that? Uh, that's these are the lyrics. I don't see that in the lyrics. Well, I'm first of all, at. I see that in the lyrics I'm looking at, but also I just know that from the song. That's true. You say yes, I say yes, but I may mean no, and then they say, "I can stay." Till it's time to go. It's time to go. I'm saying goodbye. Have you ever said yeah, no or yes when you mean the other one? No meaning yes. <laughs> well, what if you're like, what if you're with 12 other people and they're all like, let's all get Chinese. Chinese sounds great. And you really kind of feel more like a burger, but Chinese is okay. And they say, all the 12 of us want Chinese. Do you want Chinese? What do you say? Well, hold on. You, I'll tell you what you don't say. What don't you say? Don't say yes, meaning no. <laughs> True. You say yes because you're lying, or you say yes because you are relenting, but you don't go, yes, what are you guys doing? Why are you packing up? Clearly, I meant no by that. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be kind of <laughs> if you did that. Right. Unless you're being sarcastic, which is also kind of <laughs> I guess you could say, yes, Chinese sounds great. Everybody loves Chinese. Yeah, obnoxious, which puts you in the situation of being a d- which this song is all about. Yes. I wonder if anyone has ever asked Paul McCartney why he's why a dick. Why he's just, <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a song. It's art. Maybe he's not really a dick. 
maybe all these people come forward like i kept trying to make him leave and he just wouldn't leave why, why is the character you played in that song such a dick, a dick. yes yeah no wait no because like he wrote another song about arguing and that one was not a dick song right what's that one called it's called i'm song. really cool and you're wrong no it's called we can work it out oh, the okay. song. right the song no he he listen he has other songs that are cocky dick songs but it's can a cocky as and he's being a in the song there was a song called another girl which i love of the beatles uh mostly for its brazenness it is like the lyrics are like you were my girlfriend and you were a dick but guess what Fuck you i have another girlfriend now <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is about for i got another girl hold on Yes. Do you know the lyrics so we can work it out? Uh, v- vaguely. Let's hear He's it. He's being a d- in this one. Okay. The go. whole the whole song is him going. Can you just f- admit that I'm right now, please? <laughs> okay. Goes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try to see it my way. Okay. Do right. I have fun talking till I can't go on? Well, you see it your way. Run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone. We can work it out. We can work it out. Think of what you're saying. You can get it wrong and still think that it's right. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight or say goodnight. We can work it out. We can work it out. Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend. I have always thought that it's a crime, so I will ask you once again. Try to see it my way. Only oh. time will tell if I'm right or I'm wrong. While you see it your way, there's a chance that we may fall apart before too long. We can work it out. We can work it out. Yeah. I think you've been kind of a dick in that one, too. A little bit, yeah. A little. Not, not as... I mean, he <laughs> wants them oh, to... Listen, eventually, you know... I, we may figure out that I'm wrong, but in the meantime, if you keep not agreeing with me, we're going to have to break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, if people are fighting all the time, maybe they should sometimes. <laughs> Lynn, this is kind of how I treat you when we're arguing. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still friends with each other. In real life, you are. But we've never really worked it out. We're just ignoring it. Maybe that's what Paul McCartney this should be singing. Maybe his song should be called Just Ignore It. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fine. I just, the thing about the song Another Girl that blows me away is just how, like, much it rubs it in. Because it's not, that's the thing, because it's not, it's like, I mean, partially it's because they're the f***ing Beatles, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So the idea that the Beatles are dating a girl who is just, oh, terrible to them, and they, thank God they finally got away from this awful girl, just is humorous to me. Yeah. So then they're writing this song where they're like, he, I mean, he just, I, I mean, they're not the end of the world lyric, but you're making me say that I've got nobody but you. But as from today, well, I've got somebody that's new. Yeah, that's I, dumb because the Beatles never had any failed relationships, any of them. <laughs> but it's not be, not because the women had the guys under their thumb. <laughs> well, a lot of people say that they did, though. No. And anyway, <laughs> even if that were true, which it's not, you're talking about like Yoko Ono. I'm saying a lot of people say that. I like Yoko's art and things, so, so I'm not going to badmouth her hugely. But what you would definitely not say about Yoko was John was sitting there going, Oh, I can't do stuff that's fun because Yoko says I can't or like No, they were totally into each other. Miserable. Exactly. People say that Yoko controlled him in the way that like once they were together, they did everything together. Not in the sense that like (laughs) the song is saying where he's going, as for today, I've got somebody that's new. I ain't no fool and I don't want what I don't want for I have got another girl. She's sweeter than all the girls I've met and I've met quite a few. Nobody in the world can do what she can do. And so I'm telling you this time you better stop for I have got another girl. I really like what it says, I don't want to say that I've been unhappy with you. Right, that's a bit. But as from today, well, I've seen somebody that's new. Like, what does that even mean? Does it mean you have been? Yeah, it means I've been unhappy with you, but I'm not going to say it. I don't want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it, it's not that I'm unhappy with you. Like, we're fine. I just like her better. No. 
No, it could be like, you're going to think I'm saying that, but that's not what I'm saying. Actually, this is just even better than you. Well, I'll tell you what. It would be more f***ed up yeah. if what he means is, hey, it's not that I didn't like being with you. It's just that I have a girl now who is way better. <laughs> I, no, I definitely read it as... I'm unhappy. I just don't want to say it. Right. That's the but way that, I'm reading it. But by saying that, you're saying it. Right. right. No, of course. It's, that's sort of a funny line in that respect. Well, because that's the thing. If if you take it the other way, although I'll tell you what, if you take it the other way, I'm I'm more likely to believe that it's true from the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I'm much more likely to believe that. <laughs> you're a pretty happening chick. She's just more happening. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, you... And especially because when you the, the, the thing once you said that it, the line you're making me say that I've got nobody but you then it, yeah. that's what it becomes all about it's literally like he's like hey uh, you you wanted me to go solo or to go one uh, to go uh, exclusive but that's not happening <laughs> <laughs> so I've got another girl now if that's cool with you. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think he's even saying that. I think he's just saying she's better. She is better. Well, because she is another girl who will love him too. Because she says, I ain't no fool and I don't take what I don't want. So that says to me, I don't want you anymore. So I'm not going to take you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Unless he means, well, since I took her, it means I want her. But that's weird. <laughs> it's a fun song. I don't know if it's, the Beatles like their songs to be analyzed this much. You don't think the Beatles you, like their songs? Do, I don't know if they hold up. Maybe the Beatles oh, like eight days a week. They're not eight days in a week. That's <laughs> metaphor, you. <laughs> no, well, the, I mean, the, the infamously many people, well, some people say the worst song of the Beatles is uh, Run For Your Life, which because that is one of, it's probably the most f- up. I don't know if I know this song. Uh, that, that's a that's a kind of famous one because that's the one where John Lennon says, "Well, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man." Yeah. Your head, little girl, or I won't know where I am. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. Well, okay, that is pretty fucked <laughs> up. Now that might be metaphor. No, I mean, it, okay. I mean, realistically speaking, yeah. Th- th- this is probably not a song where he is literally intending for you to believe. I am going to murder you. Yeah, I think if you interviewed John Lennon, I don't think you would say like I wrote that because it's true that if a girl ever cheated me, I would murder her. Or, or even I don't even think he would say this is from the point of view of a narrator who will murder a girl. <laughs> Like I think, yeah, it's it's from the point of view of a narrator who would be really angry, really angry person who is prone to exaggeration. I'm like, I can't do their accent at all, but I'm hearing him in my head going like, "No, I'll kill her." <laughs> <laughs> like with a straight face. There is also a, a verse uh, in the song "Getting Better." Do you know that song, "Getting Better"? Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better, it's getting better all the time. Getting better all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the the all the verses? No. I mean, okay. So the first verse. Is like, uh, uh, I used to get mad when I was at school and teachers f***ed me up and this and that and the other thing. And now, but you know what? Things are getting better. Uh, and then the second verse is, uh, I used to be an angry person. And then he, uh, he used to be angry young man. And then he talks about hiding his head in the sand because they like that rhyme, I guess. Um, like man with sand. Uh, the final verse being, <laughs> I used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved. <laughs> I was mean, but I'm changing my scene. And I'm doing the best that I can. Wow. I admit, it's getting better. <laughs> Is that really in the song? I'm glad it's getting better for you. Dude. I used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved. Man, I was mean, but I'm changing my scene. And I'm doing the best that I can. Ooh. Wow. I- 
better, a little better all the time. It can't get no worse. I admit it's getting better. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's up. <laughs> but listen, it's getting better. Like, I only do one of those three awful things to her now. Well, no, he's saying it used to be cruel, and then he lists something that is cruel. And then if he doesn't do that anymore, it is better. Yeah, but he doesn't say it's better. He says it's getting better. Which means but, he's getting to a point where he doesn't do that, which would be better. But he's getting to it. He's not there. <laughs> this is definitely, like, faint improvement. It's definitely not something to celebrate. Right. Because, well, I mean, yes, it is a little bit, because you shouldn't be like, oh, you know what? Screw you. You should keep beating her. But the other thing, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, uh, the fr- again, the first one being like, I was angry and frustrated and I didn't like my situation, but you know what? Things are getting better. Life is getting better. The world, like, I'm not miserable all the time. And the second one, I was angry and I was, you know, and yeah, and sh- stuff was sh- but then it says, you gave me the word I finally heard. I'm doing the best that I can. So that's, again, it's like, I was unhappy and miserable and everything was shitty, but now things are improving. And then the last verse is, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible things. And I'm trying to improve on that. Like, that's just really up and weird. That's all. It is. It, who wrote that? Was that John that wrote that one? That one's a Paul. It's Paul. Now, to be fair to Paul, Paul is the one of the two who is more likely to write stuff that seems to not be about him. So... There's a yes, good chance. That's true. Like, I think John really is the Eggman. There was a thing where, so, I mean, again, there's, there's a million Beatles did what they did. Um, and they all kind of conflict. But the one I remember of that one was people, was that somebody was, people were analyzing their lyrics like we're doing right now. And John was like, what are these people doing? That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Walrus. I almost see that I don't really want to think that so much about John that he would be like people shouldn't analyze songs. Well, let's give them something to think about, maybe, maybe, or this one of the two. I well, they, I guess they also say apparently that was part of why Joyce wrote Finnegan's Wake too, was to go f- deal with this. Sh- yeah, <laughs> but he clearly also put a hell of a lot of actual work into Finnegan's Wake. What was the other one I was just thinking of that was a John one or a no, it was a Paul one. Uh, it was Get Back, because I never, I still don't understand the lyrics to Get Back. Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner, but he knew it couldn't last. Jojo left his home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. Get Back, Get Back to You Where You Once Belonged. Okay, so I guess that one is like... That's pretty straightforward. Arizona, he moved to California... That was a bad idea. Go home. Yeah, go back. Get back. Yeah. It actually says, get back, Jojo, go home. We don't know why, uh, but that's what it says. Because he thought he was a loner, but he's not, really. Like, he's going to miss his friends and family. But but he knew it couldn't last. He knew in the back, and he knew in his heart that it couldn't last, but he didn't want to admit it to himself. Right. And then the second verse. Oh, dude, yeah, I just read the second verse. Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was another man. All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. Get back. Get back. Get back to where you once belonged. That's a little less clear. Yes. Yeah. The, the next verse, too. The next one is not really a verse. It, it, no. Yeah. It's like a verse, but it's it's he's, it's just kind of Paul saying sh- yeah. Which is, yeah, go get back, Loretta. Your mother's waiting for you wearing her high-heeled shoes and her low-neck sweater. What? Yeah, what? So, I mean, does that, I mean, maybe does that mean that this woman, this guy is dressing like a woman and that's a bad idea? He should go back to where he once belonged and stop being a chick? I can't tell if this means she thought she was a woman, like, you know, born born a man but felt a woman or vice versa. Yeah. Or maybe she, maybe he means she was another man in like the love triangle role of another man. Usually we call that another woman. Yes. But, yep. <laughs> but but if it's a man, you call it another man. Right, but it's not. But it could be if it was a man in the in the arrangement. I don't understand. 
Also, and like, what does the next part mean at all? All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. Yeah, I do not. I think what does that's, that mean? I think that's a pun because everybody's saying, "Oh, she's got whatever coming to her. She deserves something bad, but she gets it while she can. She has a lot of sex." Yeah, but that's not a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty thin. I, <laughs> well, wait, hold on. What do you? What's better than that? What do you think is better? Word. I don't. Think it means it's just wordplay because it's two common euphemisms that revolve around the word it. That's what I'm saying. And so it is a wordplay on that concept, but it means nothing. <laughs> what? There is no meaning Well, there. I think if you take the meaning of what those two concepts say, if you use them, that was what it would mean. All the girls around say she's going to get what she deserves, but she has, she has a lot of sex. That doesn't make any sense. No, it does because okay, she's very promiscuous, and the other girls are like, "Oh well, she's a slut," but that's okay for her. She's having sex. Um, okay, well, thank you guys for coming on yes. and thank you for chatting. I should have recorded it for a podcast. Oh wait, analyze the Beatles, Jordan. You did record it for a podcast. Not for podcast, just because my Skype does that auto. Maybe I should have you send it to me just for fun. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, sure. Hey.